house of the Lord tonight. I'm thankful that you're here. You can be seated tonight. I do want to read a passage of scripture that you are all familiar with, but I want to read it from a different translation, and you can follow along with us. And also, I'll be reading from Psalms chapter 5. But starting off, I want to read from Psalms chapter 23. And I want to read this from the Passion Translation. It says, The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in His luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace. The quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure. And leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness. So that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness. Fear will never conquer me. For you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely for you are near. You become my delicious feast even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all that I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Amen. Was that beautiful or what? Now I want to go to Psalms chapter 5 and verse 8. This is in the NLT. Psalms chapter 5 verse 8. It says, lead me in the right path, O Lord, or my enemies will conquer me. Make your way plain for me to follow. Lead me in the right path, O Lord, or my enemies will conquer me. Tonight, for just a little while, I want to preach to you a question. Are you being lured or led? Are you being lured or led? Initially, when we hear those two words, it seems very similar. But do you know what the difference is between the two? Of being lured or led? Can anybody spot the difference? You are. You are is the difference. If I remove you are from Lord, it is led. And I've come to tell some of you tonight, you are the difference. And what you decide determines whether you are being lured or whether you are being led. We get the mindset that we are moving and and we're told that progress is, is good, but what about when we're going and moving, but we're going in the wrong direction? I can be lured by a sign that says Bucky's 975 miles away. And my eyes can get fixed on that and somehow I pass up where I'm supposed to go and I pass up where my exit was and 
and we end up somewhere completely different than where our GPS was leading us because we've been lured in a different direction. To lure is to tempt a person or animal to do something or to go somewhere, especially by offering some form of reward. It's a temptation. It's a luring. But to lead somebody or to be led is to follow someone who is on a way, who is going before you, who is going in advance. It is following somebody who is giving you a direct course and action. So tonight I ask you again, are you being lured or are you being led? See, here are the things about lures. Lures are there to entice you. Lures are there to trap you. And far too often we are lured into places that lead to destruction. When you go hunting, there are all kinds of tactics that hunters utilize to lure in that prey. They use antlers to rattle. They use scents to spray. They use blocks and feed and they put out decoys. They do everything they can to attract that animal. And all of these measures are being taken to either trap or to kill whatever they are luring in. The trouble is lures, they look harmless. They don't look like a trap. They don't look like danger. They look very normal. The fake decoy doe that is out in the field, to us we know what it is. But to the buck who has just spotted that doe, begins to wonder what is going on out there. And he comes in to inspect, and he comes in to say hello. And all the while it may look harmless. It may look like he looks, and talk like he talks, and and have the same appearance as him. The reality is it's a fake. The reality is it's there to distract him from what is really happening. And that is there is somebody that is seeking to take his life The decoy itself is not harming to him. The decoy itself is not there to hurt him. But the decoy is a diversion. You see the ducks that fly overhead and they're looking down at at the lake or the pond. And there there's duck decoys on the water that are just there not moving, not swimming, not doing anything but sitting there. And so the ducks that are flying by look down and say, well look at them. They're all right. They went. To, there's nobody shooting them. There's nobody harming them. It must be a safe place to go. They're okay. They're out there living that way, and and they've done all right for themselves. Maybe I can go fly down there and get some of that action and see what's happening there. But the reality is, it is a distraction from what's really happening, and that is there is a hunter who is there to take. It's life. They're being lured in. To them, everything is great and everyone else is doing it, so I should too. Perception tells me that it's safe. No one down there is in any harm. But you see, the trouble with being lured is there is not immediate indicators of trouble until it's too late. When you're flying down to the water, it seems like everything's going good until... You start hearing gunshots. And then you realize everything is not the way that it seemed. 
to the bass who is swimming by. That little lure at the end of your line seems just like everything else he has already devoured that day. He has seen all of his other friends eating little bitty fish. So why not me take a bite of a little bitty fish? He takes it all in and the next thing you know, he is being served for dinner. The very thing that he devoured was what caused him to now be devoured. Being Lord is a tactic of someone or something with the intent of causing harm. Trickery is part of the game. If I can cause you to believe that it's harmless, if I can cause you to believe that it's real and get you to fall for it, then the reality is I have now caused you to believe a lie. If I get you to buy into the distraction, if I get you to buy into what's going on over here, and I'm over here ready to take you out, then I have just won. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. In the NLT later on it says this man will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit power and with signs and miracles. He will use every kind of evil deception. He will use decoys. He will use lures. He will use everything he can to fool those that are on their way to destruction because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. And that is, that is fake. That is not real. That is not what I'm looking for. That is not what the Word says. That's not what my pastor told me. That's not what my parents taught me. And I noticed that's a fake. But because they refused to view it that way and they refused to believe that truth, the reality was, he said, that God will cause them to be greatly deceived and they will believe these lies. Then they will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing the truth. Acts 20, he said, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock, over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away my disciples, to lure away those that have been following me, to lure away the church and tell you it doesn't really take all of that. You don't really have to do all of that. You really don't have to be baptized in his name. You really don't have to speak in tongues. You really don't have to be saved in that manner. You don't have to do all of that. You just come on this way. And he says, therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn everyone night and day with tears. I was passionate. I spent the last three years telling you this is going to happen. This is going to be a sign. This is going to be an indicator. And I'm telling you there's going to be people that are going to try to lure you away. You've got to get this and you've got to get it now. You've got to get it in your heart. You've got to get it in your mind. You've got to tell other people about it because if you're not being led by me, you're going to be lured by something else. A lure 
It uses movement. It uses vibration and flash and color to bait the fish. So many in our world today are being influenced by outside opinions and outside ideas because they're movements. They're things that take in place that we look at and say, well, that's nice. Well, that seems good. That seems right. Because it's all of this moving happening right here. And all it's doing is moving to where you'll look at it and pay attention and get your eyes off of what really matters and pay attention to the distraction. It's that very thing that's moving around and it's happening outside our walls. But it alarms me tonight because not only is this happening in our world, but it's happening in our churches. I did not say it scares me. I said it alarms me. Because I still believe that there are some sold out people that know God that are led by God, that says, God, I'm here for the long run. God, I'm here to see that latter rain. I'm here to see the revival that you have for me, God. And though other people may be lured away, God, tonight I believe there are people, there are children of God who are here tonight that says, I'm not being lured. God, I've got my eyes set on you. I've got my eyes fixed on you, God. And I'm following you every step of the way. Politics, social media, news, things of the world that we say have no place in the church. And to that I say amen. But have we allowed it to take place in our homes? Are we a Solomon who does not want the influence of sin in God's house? So we just build it its own house. We're being torn in two because we're being lured this way by Satan and we're being led this way by God and we're in a tug of war because we're being pulled this way and pulled that way and we're the one that have to make the decision of which one we're going to let go of and we're being torn this way and that way and this way and that way and we're confused and we're tormented and the Bible says that no man can serve two masters God can lead me all day long and Satan can lure me all day long but the one who determines which direction I'm going to go is this guy right here that I look at in the mirror every day the one that I'm going to have to from here on out wake up and say God I want you to lead me God I want you to lead me this day God I can't be lured I can't be distracted God but today I must be led by you one way is deceitful it's flashy It's attractive. It's a pleasure of sin for a season. One way is logic and compromise and a trap and an inroad that brings death. It is a lure where everything looks right. Everything even sounds right. And they did this and they turned out okay. And the church down the road went down this road and they seem to be doing all right. And they seem to be drawing in huge crowds. So shouldn't we follow suit and do the same thing? And, and, and everything, look at those decoys down there. there. There's a bunch of them. There's hundreds of ducks down on that pond. And they walked away to, and they, they seem to be settling perfectly fine right there. Some of the ones who have, that we've been looking to, to see how it is on the other side. Those that you have allowed to lure you. Can I give you a revelation tonight? They are dummies. Literally, 
They are dummies. It's a distraction. It's a lure and a decoy to get you to look over there and to shift your focus on what really matters over here. And so that the enemy is sneaking up and he said, didn't you read the word that I have come to steal and to kill and to destroy? I told you what I was going to do and you still got duped because I lured you. I deceived you. But there is another way that is right. It is blessed. The other way is a hope beyond this present world. The other way is full of faith. The other way has convictions. The other way leads you to a promised land. The other way ensures the salvation of yourself and your family and to all that you're witnessing to. And you can tell them, I have found a way that is right. Well, how do you know it's the right way? Because of who I'm being led by. He set out a course of action and I'm following him. I don't know every step that I'm taking. I don't know where I'm going. I'm like Abraham. But as long as God goes before me, I know that I'm going to be all right. And I'm just going to keep on following Him and trusting in Him and obeying Him. And He's going to lead me through some things. He's going to walk me through the valley of the shadow of death. He's going to lead me beside still waters. He's going to lead me down paths of righteousness for His name's sake. He is going to lead me. Tonight I'm not talking about Democrat or Republican. I'm not talking about being red, yellow, black or white. I'm not talking about religion against this religion. I'm not even talking about flesh tonight. Though that is some of our struggle. But tonight I'm talking about are you being lured or are you being led? God does not lure God doesn't trick me. God doesn't hold the carrot in front of my face, walking me around like I'm some loser. But God said, no, 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 I'm not doing that. I'm going to lead you. I'm not tricking you into something. I'm going to step into it before you ever get there, if you'll follow my footsteps. The thing that made Acts so powerful and the things that make the apostolic church so dynamic, it's not because we have the best talent. Though we are talented. It's not because we're the smartest or have the most money. What makes us so dynamic is that we are spirit led. That whenever God steps in and wants to move. All of our order and all of our plans and all of our agenda goes out the door. And we say okay God whatever you want to do right now I'm yours. God whatever you want to do in this service. I know I had plans. I know I had an agenda God but whatever you want to do. God, I want you to have your way. And when you allow God to move like that, and you allow God to let the Spirit begin to operate in this place, that's what makes the difference. Paul warns Timothy over and over and over again. Beware of false teachers. Beware of false prophets. Beware of those people that even are going to rise amongst yourselves that are going to try to lure you away and trick you away. Open your eyes. Be aware of these false teachers. That serpent from the very beginning beguiled. He tricked. And the Bible says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. He showed her something seemingly so harmless. A decoy. 
Something that looked all right. Something that didn't altogether seem that bad. And he used that to lure her and to distract her and to shift her focus but just for a moment. To get her to fall into his trap. Paul even references this very spirit that is taking place. Because people were being lured away from their love for Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 he said. The thing that has me so upset. Is that I care about you so much. This is the passion of God burning inside of me. I promise your hand in marriage to Christ. Presented you as a pure bride to her husband. And now I'm afraid that exactly as the snake seduced Eve with his smooth patter. You are being lured away from the simple purity of your love for Christ. You see that snake comes in so subtle. So sneaky. So wise. And and, and seems to make sense. One of the words there for subtle was sensible. Whatever he said, what, the way he said it, it just sounded right. It sounded like it made sense. And so we are lured by every little bit of flashing light. I'm calling for all of us tonight to wake up to the hour in which we're living. Let us evaluate our lives and say, am I being lured or am I being led? When that, when that subtle serpent comes in and things begin to question in our mind and we let that thought begin to take place in our mind and we say, well, did God say this? Did God say that? Did God, did it take all of this? Am I going to be okay if I eat this fruit? Am I really going to die if I do this? Am I, and, and we start playing this mind game because that serpent came in. May we immediately say, no, this is not of God. This is trickery. This is a decoy. This is something trying to shift my focus on what I've been praying about, on what we've been fasting about, and here that snake comes in trying to confuse me, and I'm not being lured today. It's disheartening to hear church people questioning things that are in the Word of God, saying things, well, well, I just don't think that, I just don't think it takes all that. I just don't think that, you know, somebody who says, well, I just don't think is somebody who's being lured. Somebody who's been shown some trickery, some movement over here and, and saying, well, I've been looking out there in the field and I see that doe that's out there and, and I think that it's okay. I think I can go out there too and be safe because it's real, nothing's happening, nothing bad is happening to them and so I, I'm going to go out there. But if I'm being led by God, I don't have to think. I can know. I can know that I'm safe. I can know that I'm saved. I can know that I'm walking in righteousness. I can know that I'm preserved and kept by God. Psalms 141 in the message, he said, And these people who only do wrong, don't let them lure me with their sweet talk. May the just one set me straight, and may the kind one correct me. Proverbs 7, speaking of the strange woman, The strange woman is anything or anyone who tries to establish an affair to cripple the walk of a spiritual child of God. Soon she has him eating out of her hand, Psalm Proverbs says, bewitched by her honeyed speech. Before you know it, he's trotting behind her like a calf led to the butcher shop, like a stag lured into an ambush and then shot with an arrow. Like a bird flying into a net, not knowing that its flying life is now over. 
1 Timothy chapter 3, Paul is talking about what it takes to be a leader. And at the end of all that, he says, if he didn't do these things, that the devil will figure out a way to lure him into his trap. He's telling Timothy, he said, listen, if you're not doing this and you're not doing that and you're not following my footsteps and you're not following my commandments and you're not following everything I've said, you're going to be lured by the devil into his traps. You're either going to be led or you're going to be lured. You're going to be led by me and obey my commandments or you're going to be tricked into devastation. Hebrews 13 and 9 says, don't be lured away from him by strange doctrines. Don't let it happen. But while the enemy is doing all that he can to lure me, there is a God who is interested in leading me. When the enemy is doing all he can to trick me, God said, I'm not about that business. I'm not the author of confusion. I'm not here to make it complicated. I'm not here to tell you there's 500 ways and you've got to figure it out. I made it really simple for you. I told you that there was one God. I told you that there's one faith. I've told you there's one baptism. I've told you that there's one way. And I'm leading it. I'm going to show you what it takes. I'm going to walk the steps. I'm going to go and die on a cross I'm going to get placed in a tomb and three days later I'm coming up again and I want you to do the same thing in the spirit I want you to die to your flesh I want you to be buried in baptism and I want you to be restored with new life come on I'm leading you I'm showing you the way I'm showing you what it takes you don't have to be lured and tricked anymore you don't have to walk that life anymore but you can be led by me Romans 5 says, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Where there's a luring, there is a leading. And God is saying, I'm not worried about that. I know that there's sin right there, but grace is greater than all of my sin. What I have to offer is greater than what you've been through. What I have to offer is greater than all of that stuff that's tricking you and only trying to destroy you. God has no intentions of approaching a landmine field and wishing you the best. Taking you there and saying, all right, this this field right here is full of landmines. One step and kablooey, you're done. Go ahead. No, but God said, no, hold on. You stay here. I'm going to go before you. And I want you, as we read a while ago in the Passion Translation, I want you to follow in my tracks. Everywhere that I put my foot, I want you to put your foot. Every place that I step, I want you to go there too because that's a safe place. No, you can step right here. Don't step over there. Don't don't get distracted because if you get distracted and you get lured in this place, if you get lured in this season, it could be the end. But if you're being led and I'm showing you everywhere to place your foot, you're going to be okay. Come on, I I want you to walk with me. I want you to let me lead you. He's navigating you through the uncharted waters. How is he doing that because he created all of those waters. He's taken you places you never dreamed were possible because he created those places. He's showing you where to step and you're saying, God, how did you know I was to step there? And he said, because I've already told you I've ordered your steps. I declared it to be so before you ever got there. I've been leading you every step of the way. As we mentioned last week, he doesn't just tell you what to do. He shows you and He teaches you. 
1 Corinthians chapter 11. Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. He was saying, watch, I, I figured this out. If I follow Christ, I'm okay. If I'm led by Him, I'm safe. If I'm led by Him, everything's going to be alright. So when I'm walking in His footsteps, come on, you, you, you guys come behind me. You follow me as I follow Him. You get behind me as I follow Him. Because He's leading us somewhere. He's navigating us through this landmine field. And we're going to make it to safety. I didn't know how it was going to happen. But when God begins to lead the way and showing me where I need to take my next step, then I can do that and then I can turn around to my kids and my lost friends and loved ones and say hey come on come on get on the right track come on put the next foot here the next foot here the next foot here and one of these days you're going to make it through to the other side and say oh God I'm so thankful that I didn't get lured away and distracted God because it not only would have been the end of me but it would have been the end of all of those following me but because I was able to be led by the spirit and I was able to be led by by you and you navigated me through all of that now I am saved one who leads is one who does so by example Psalms 32 says I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you should go I will counsel you with my eye upon you I'm not only going to tell you I'm not only going to teach you and talk to you about it, but my eye is going to be upon you. I'm going to be watching you. I'm going to be making sure you're taken care of and you're okay. God has already given us a model to live by. If we could ever learn to live it, it would get us to where we have to go. Psalms 119 and 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You see, He doesn't leave me in the dark, but He leads me in His light. He says, I'm going to show you in the dark times. Let my word guide your footsteps. Let my word lead you. It's not going to lure you. It's not going to trap you. It's going to lead you. Deuteronomy 31, it says, And the Lord, He it is that doth go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. Deuteronomy chapter 1. The Lord your God which goeth before you, he shall fight for you according to all that he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. Isaiah 45. He said, I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the very gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. Isaiah 52. He said, for ye shall not go out with haste nor by flight for the Lord will go before you and the God of Israel will be your reward Psalms 136 1 says oh give thanks to the Lord for his mercy endureth forever verse 16 said to him which led his people through the wilderness for his mercy endureth forever what are you saying I'm saying God has gone before you every step of the way had it not been for God leading you you wouldn't be where you are tonight but God saw you he saw that you needed him he saw that you needed direction and he said hold on just a second I'm not making you do this by yourself come on take me by the hand we're going to walk through this together well God there's opposition before us that's all right. we're going to fight that I'm going to go before you and I'm going to fight with you we're going to take care of everything that is before us and God's hand is going to be upon us There's a song 
talking about the leading of God, his children. It says, some through the waters and some through the flood. Some through the fire, but all through the blood. Some through great sorrow, but God gives a song in the night season and all day long. Sometimes on the mount where the sun shines so bright. Sometimes in the valley in the darkest of night. Though sorrows befall us and evils oppose. Through grace we can conquer, defeat all our foes. God leads his dear children along. God has not brought you greater life to this place to lead you. He's brought you to this place to continue leading you. He's wanting to make sure that you make it. He's wanting to make sure that you get through to the other side. And he sent me tonight to tell somebody, don't be lured. Don't be caught off guard by all of the enemy's traps and all of those moving distractions, those lures that catch our eyes and end up causing destruction and turmoil in our life. But if I could keep my eyes on him and not worry about the storm and not worry about what's going on in my world and and not worry about all the things that I can't control... But I say, okay, God, I'm trusting you. Now lead me. Now lead me, oh God. Walk with me. Show me where I'm to go. God, show me, God, who I need to talk to. Lead me to that one that is hungry. Lead me to that one, oh God, that is in the wilderness. Lead me, oh God, to that eunuch in the desert that is hungry. Lead me, God, to the one that's been in his house praying that somebody would come and tell them about you. God, lead me every step of the way. Lead my family. God, lead me as I lead my family. God, lead all of our ladies as they lead our children. God, lead every teacher, God, every boss, every employee. God, every time we walk out of our house, we want you to lead us. We want you to guide us every step of the way. I don't want to go if you're not in it. God, I don't want to go up if you're not going to be there. God, I'm going to wait on you and I'm going to follow in your footsteps. Let's all stand. Romans 8.14 says, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Matthew chapter 4 says that Jesus was led up by the Spirit. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So the Spirit led him there. But Satan... Tried to lure him. Where the spirit had brought him to. Now there was something trying. To lure him away. Throw it all away. I know you've been fasting. And I know you're hungry. So why don't you turn these stones into bread. And just take care of all that. And you'll be done. You'll feel better about yourself. You'll feel better about life. If you'll just do this. Reality was, he saw that those stones were just a decoy. It was a lure that was trying to keep his eyes off of what was really important. And he said, Oh, it is written. It's already said. I'm already I'm already being led by the Spirit. You can't lure me. Oh, yeah, well, well hold on, hold on. Why don't you bow down and worship? 
Why don't you fall and let your angels come and catch you because your word says that, that, that you could do that. Look at all of this down here. Look, you can do this. You can go down there. Look, it, it works. They've done it and it's worked. He said, it is written. It's already said. It's already established. I've already settled it in heaven. And I'm being led by the Spirit. The very Spirit that led me here is going to lead me through here. And when we're all done here today, there's going to be some angels that are going to come and they're going to minister unto me. Because I'm being led. I'm not being tricked. I'm not being beguiled. I'm not being lured. I'm being led. So even Jesus had to decide, well, am, I, am I going to be lured or am I going to be led? Psalm 61 and 2. For the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Every step, he leaves a track. He's saying, come on, I'm going to take you by still waters. I'm going to lead you down paths of righteousness. Yeah, we're going to go through the valley of the shadow of death. Did you hear me? I said, I'm going to lead you through the valley of the shadow of death. And I'm going to be with you every step of the way. I'm leading you every step of the way. But in this tug of war tonight, you've got to make up in your mind, am I going to be lured or am I going to be led? There's things that are luring people tonight, even in this place, that have been trying to grab your attention and cause you to shift your focus. And you've been, you've been looking at that, that decoy out in the field and saying, well, it, it's all right. I, I can go out there in the danger zone because they did. I, I can leave this place of, of my comfort and, and where I know I'm safe. And I can go out there and, and I'm going to be all right. He said, oh no, because there's somebody out there who's luring you into an ambush that's going to take you out with arrows. They're luring you to try to destroy your life. Enemy said, I've come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. God said, but I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. I've come to show them there's a better way. I've come to show them if they will follow me, I will be a shepherd. I will walk with them every step of the way. And I'll tell them where they need to go. I'll tell them the things they need to pray about. I'll tell them who they need to reach out to. I'll tell them who's down and discouraged that they need to call. I'll tell them what to pray and what to say and how to live and how to walk and how to dress. If they'll just get right with me and begin to follow after me and let me lead them and let that word that I've given them be a light unto their path. I'm going to lead them somewhere that they will not regret. I'm going to lead them through the very valley of the shadow of death. I'm going to lead them into a place called glory if they would just stay behind me and continue to follow me. Every hand lifted tonight. Father, we love you, Jesus. God, I pray right now that you would visit us. God, and lead us, Lord. Lead us to that rock that is higher. God, lead us down paths of righteousness. God, lead us, oh God, in the way we are to go. 
God, don't let us be distracted by things of the world. God, and to be lured away. God, money doesn't matter. Fame doesn't matter. Fortune doesn't matter. God, the only thing that matters, oh God, is that I'm being led by you. God, would you be our shepherd? Guide us tonight. Guide us every step of the way. God, don't let us fall. God, but let us keep our eyes fixed on you. Come on, sing it tonight. Worship him. Oh, yes, you are, Lord. You are my shepherd. God, you will go before me. Ha ya robo si katarama ha ya do lobo koy